News Radio 680 WPTF and Asset Protection Today. First program of the year, Bill Alexander. Welcome to 2017. Good morning, Scott. This is great. Uh, great beginning of a new year. It is. And uh, first thing off, I want to congratulate you. I, I know that uh, 2017 uh, will be a wonderful year for you, although what's good for you is not necessarily good for me. Uh, just a surprise, but uh, want to let folks know that you've gotten a big promotion and that you're moving to Charlotte. That's right, Clown uh, College. I'm uh, going to be part of the Ringling well, Brothers. and Part of the, the, big, <laughs> the biggest radio station, uh, certainly in North Carolina, and probably uh, more than that, with WBT. So yeah. that's uh, a great move for you. You and and uh, I know it's uh, it's it's well, like I said, it's it's exciting uh, for you to have uh, this kind of of uh, promotion and move. But at those of us in Raleigh will miss you a great deal, and I, I will particularly because you're a fantastic host for this show. Uh, and while I, I realize that uh, that we'll have another good host, it, it will be very difficult to replace you because you're you're truthfully brilliant and quick and, and that that <laughs> you didn't read the line we, i gave you exactly we, right we don't always get that so it's uh, but you also understand a lot as it relates to senior issues because you've been involved in them for many years yeah. and so that makes a huge difference so we're going to miss you i hope i have you for one more week but uh, we'll We'll see uh, how that goes. We'll see how it goes. But regardless, you got me today, and uh, thank you for the kind words. It's been a pleasure working with you, and uh, you'll get you'll get somebody good to take over. Oh, they I, got, I they got some good people here waiting in the wings. Well, so. it's it's just a great way to start off the new year, and I hope that you know people have had about a week now of their resolutions, and so uh, uh, for most of us, we're still we're still on target with our resolutions. We haven't given up on them yet. <laughs> <laughs> Some of us haven't completely implemented them fully, but uh, yeah. but yeah, we're getting uh, but, close. But that's that's good. I I, I suspect uh, for a, a lot of folks, um, uh, you know, there there are two resolutions that I hope folks will um, try to maintain, and and one of course has to do with health. Uh, and all of us want to do better with eating right and getting more exercise, and of course that's. Uh, uh, the number one, because uh, when you when you when you get rid of everything else, health is wealth. Right. And I don't know of anyone who wouldn't give up uh, all of their riches, if you will, for good health. Mm-hmm. Uh, particularly if if they're in bad health, <laughs> you, you know, it's uh, bucket so, of money don't matter. And, at that point. and the thing about it is, uh, health is a matter of small steps, not large steps. Mm-hmm. It's it's um, you know it's not necessarily of, of going uh, cold turkey on everything. It's it's simply a matter of uh, e- eating a little better, doing a little better, a little less salt, uh, you know, a little less fat, a little less sugar. But it, you don't have to just give it up entirely to do better. Well, there's so many things in our life that we really have absolutely no control of. And to a certain extent, a portion of our health is beyond mm-hmm. our control. It's what we were given. And, but a and, lot of it, mm-hmm. we can do something well, about. Well, that's true. And and the more you do about it, the less likely it is that the bad, the really bad things will happen. But then, of course, as we know, uh, bad things befall good people. Yes. And uh, there are things that happen to us that we really can't do anything about. And so we just have to deal with it. Yep. Uh, of course, the other resolution that I hope folks can help is take small steps towards saving more money. And this is 
something that can be difficult for folks. There are a lot of folks out there that don't even know what a budget is. Right. But uh, just being able to save a little bit more than what you're accustomed to, and if you don't save any money now, then you need to start a savings right. plan. Um, you know, savings um, over a lifetime makes a huge difference. And um, for those who have credit card debt, you know, getting that credit card debt paid can be one of the most difficult things to do because credit card companies get you uh, – it's easy to use and, and hard to get out of that debt because yeah. the interest rates are so high and um, – that's the worst debt anybody can possibly have is uh, that credit card debt. So getting rid of your credit card debt and putting some money back for emergencies. Uh, I mean, I'm not even talking about retirement at this mm -hmm. point. Uh, Just having some savings. But to... uh, having some savings for those emergencies is so important. And, you know, I talk about it all the time. But when you get to an age of retirement, your most important asset uh, is liquidity. I mean, in terms of having cash that's available to you that you can pull down when the emergencies happen because they will happen. Right. <laughs> no one gets through this life without problems and emergencies. So you need some flexibility. And, yeah. and the fact of the matter is, if it doesn't happen to you personally, it might happen to your children where you need to help them financially. Uh, and they're, you know, most of us as parents, if our children really need us, we're going to step forward, mm -hmm. and that's um, it's just part of life, if it's, you will. It's and part so of being a parent have, too. Yeah, it's part of being a parent as yeah. well. So, you know, it's all all of these kind of things. But I, I guess what a, one of the themes that I wanted to talk about this morning has to do. Uh, with a savings account, little, but it's uh, the retirement accounts that uh, because for many folks, not everyone, but for many folks, it is either the largest or the second largest asset that we acquire over our lifetime. Uh, and it, it, depending on the uh, folks, it's either your home or your retirement accounts mm -hmm. that tend to be your largest assets uh, once you get to retirement age. And the retirement accounts can be somewhat tricky. And so I wanted to talk about IRAs, uh, and in particular, uh, what's called an inherited IRA. And so um, a lot of folks uh, don't realize how the rules work now. And the, one of the reasons that I wanted to talk about them is because Congress is looking at changing the rules on inherited IRAs. So the first thing I would say is uh, when a person dies and they, uh, they leave a beneficiary designation, you know, an IRA is almost always not a probate asset. It goes to the beneficiary, just like life insurance goes to a beneficiary. So you have to designate so who direct. it goes to. Okay. And generally speaking, not always, the, the primary beneficiary is your spouse. Um, and if it's if you don't have a spouse, it's normally your children or grandchildren. Now, sp uh, spouses are treated very differently uh, with uh, IRAs. So your spouse uh, typically can either keep your IRA on the same track you've been on, or they can roll it over into their own IRA account and. Um, you know, obviously, if the spouse is younger, 
than you are, uh, they the, then the rollover tends to be the, the better way to go because they don't have to take minimum required distributions uh, until they re- become 70 and a half. And then it's based on their, their life uh, expectancy, their age, rather than yours. Um, but spouses are treated differently, and so uh, they're, those IRAs are also protected assets in North Carolina. Does that mean creditors can't come after them? In other words, creditors can't uh, come after your IRA uh, or your 401K. That's a, it's a different protection there. 401Ks are protected under federal law, and IRAs are protected under state law. Um, and in your you know, to the degree that you're alive and it's you've acquired a retirement account in your own name, that's protected. And if you die and it goes to your spouse, that is protected. But when it goes to your children or grandchildren in most states, your IRA is no longer a protected asset. In other words, creditors can get that inherited IRA. So inherited IRAs are specifically leaving your IRA uh, to um, anyone other than your spouse. Okay. okay. And then, of course, some people will leave their IRAs to charity. That's an option that a lot of folks don't uh, realize that they have. But for most folks, you, you know, the, the 99.9% of the folks out there uh, have at least a, the concept of leaving everything to their spouse and then equally to their children or something close to that. And so with that, uh, the folks who, the children and grandchildren who inherit, those are called inherited IRAs. And they are, they can be different and it can be tricky. So I wanted to talk about that, Scott, when we come back. All right, let's do that. Inherited IRAs and what's exposed. This is Asset Protection Today, first show of the year, 2017. A long, long line of them coming your way with attorney Bill Alexander here on News Radio 680 WPTF. He's Radio 680 WPTF and Asset Protection today with attorney Bill Alexander and uh, IRAs. We've been talking about those and what happens when you inherit one. And my guess is if I inherit an IRA, my financial planner or whoever handles my money might have a few different suggestions for me, wouldn't they? Well, absolutely. In fact, even folks that create their own uh, IRA for themselves, which is fully protected, uh, most financial advisors encourage people to uh, do what we call stretch their IRA as much as they possibly can. Uh, I I don't always do that, and I'll talk about that in, in a moment, but but the fact of the matter is, is that um, that even uh, the retiree who creates the IRAs, the financial advisors really like folks to stretch. What does that mean? It means only taking out your minimum required distribution. And this advice has been pushed uh, so hard for so long that there are a lot of seniors that think that they can't take any more than oh. their minimum required distribution or that they should not take more than their minimum required distribution. Um, and the bottom line is is that for about the first 15 years uh, after you turn 70 and a half, 
that with good investment advice, your IRA uh, will increase in value or at least not go down in value, even though you're taking money out of it because it's accumulating income Mm -hmm. tax-free while you're taking your minimum distributions. And your minimum distributions are based on your life expectancy, so each year the percentage that you have to take out – is a little higher. Okay. Okay. And so from for the first big number of years until you're in your 80s, mid-80s really, you're you're a good uh, financial advisor can keep your IRA pretty much on track, either increasing in value or or not uh, diminishing very much. Uh, now, what about inherited IRAs? You know, you've died, your spouse predeceased you, and and you've left your IRAs to your children or grandchildren. Now, for for the retiree and the retiree's spouse, the minimum required distribution is mandated at age 70 and a half. Now, when you inherit an IRA, it is treated completely different. And even if you're five years old, if you inherit an, uh, an IRA, you will have a minimum required distribution year one. From the very get-go. From the very get-go. Okay. And every year thereafter, you will have to take money out of your IRA. However, a five-year-old has an awfully long life, life expectancy, expectancy, and so the minimum required distribution is, is minimal. I mean, it is just... Uh, very, very, very small. And so um, the bottom line is you can take a a few dollars out and it's still going to accumulate a whole lot. Um, But but the other other side of the coin is, particularly when it comes to children, is there – there's nothing that prohibits them from taking it all, all out, out in one chunk. And that's what parents don't want to see their children do because it typically is a, a very bad financial move. Uh, there's a – you know, whenever you take money out of a uh, retirement account, you're fully taxed on it, ordinary income on every penny that's, that's distributed. And uh, it's a mistake that a lot of folks make. And so – now – Here's the other side of the coin, though. If you need it, right? Why shouldn't you take it's, it? Yeah, that's a different now, animal now altogether. Now it just depends on, but you need to plan for it to figure out what's the best way to take it to meet your need and be, and also do it in a tax efficient way. So you keep your tax rate down because if you take too much of an IRA in in one year, you can push yourself into a different tax rate. And that that's where it really hurts. And so if you can if you can take more of your IRA and not increase the rate of tax that you're paying, that's smart planning. Okay. okay? And that's what you're really trying to do. And so you need to know where those breaks uh, in the the where the rates increase on your income tax um, and how close you are to that rate. So let's say I inherit an IRA and let's call the IRA Barney, okay, for the lack of a better term. <laughs> the Barney IRA. The Barney IRA. Okay. I could keep it as a Barney IRA and take my minimum distributions or whatever the case might be. Is there anything else I can do with an IRA? Can I put it into a different IRA or one that I already own? Or what other options are there well, after it's inherited? Well, you can invest it in any way you want. I mean, just because, let's say that your your parent invested in a Fidelity IRA account, and that's so the Fidelity is your custodian. 
Well, the uh, the way the account will look like, it, it will look like uh, the Barney Fife IRA for the benefit uh, of David Fife, okay. you know, the child or grandchild, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, as it goes forward. Now, if you wanted to move it from fidelity to a different custodian, uh, you have the ability to do that. So it's not a problem moving it around or managing it yourself. Uh, you can move it anywhere you want to. As long as it stays in an IRA, an actual but it, but it's, retirement but, account. But the title to the IRA for an inherited IRA is always going to stay the same. Gotcha. But you still have control over it in terms of who the – the custodian is, and in and what kind of investment account uh, that that you have. Now, for seniors, uh, their situation is a little bit different. And and what I tell folks is sometimes it's very wise to use your IRA. And for those folks who have a very large IRA account as seniors, and they're already taking minimum required distributions. There are two things that they should be looking at. Uh, number one, and uh, this was a permanent change to the law, is that if they make significant charitable contributions each year, then they should at least – if they don't need their IRA distribution, then then they should use it uh, as, a, as their charitable donation. So let's say that you uh, tithe to the church and you give 10% of your income – to the church each year, you can use your uh, IRA minimum required distribution to pay all of it or part of that 10% tithe that you make uh, every uh, year. Can it go directly to the church so it doesn't pass through me? No, it it has to go. In other words, for it to benefit you, you have to tell your custodian to make the check out and send it to the church or synagogue it's it's the the situation where it it cannot touch your hands. Right. It has to go directly from the custodian to the charity. So it avoids taxes, then. Well, correct. W- what it boils down to is the the church or synagogue gets a hundred percent with no tax liability okay. to them. They're a charity. What happens to your your income tax is that you don't get the ten ninety nine from the IRA custodian saying we distributed. $10,000 to you this year. Um, in, in essence, you don't get anything from your custodian because they didn't distribute it. They will they will show that they made a distribution so that you don't get penalized on not taking your minimum requirement. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it doesn't go to your adjusted gross income. And what folks don't realize, well, they might say, well, I get a charitable deduction anyway. But the fact of the matter is, is you save a lot of money by not having the extra money on your top line, the adjusted gross income line. It, you save money by letting it go directly to the charity rather than taking the money and then giving it to charity directly for yourself um, because the deduction is not as powerful as not having to report the income. income. So making those uh, charitable deductions through your retirement account directly from your custodian is a very powerful way of reducing what would otherwise be an increase to your um, taxes. And if you're close to the tax rate change, 
where your minimum required distribution will put you over, over right. then this is a great way to use it is with that charitable donation. Is that a simple process? I know a lot of people don't like to jump no, through yeah, hoops. It's very simple. No, all I have to do is call up their custodian okay. and say, this is what I want you to do, and, and they'll do it. Good enough. Okay. It's, it's uh, real easy to do. So uh, recognizing that that is something that they can do with their IRA is very helpful. The other one, and this is also powerful, is that most seniors, that is the ones who are seniors now, um, have what's called a medical deduction if their medical expenses are um, go beyond 7.5% of their adjusted gross income. So again, you know, now the charitable deduction, if they still have enough money to do it, that decreases their adjusted gross income. But... Uh, so the bottom line is, and, and here's um, a, a, a way to think of it. If your, income, if your adjusted gross income is, say, $50,000, then what's 7.5% of $50,000? Well, I don't have my calculator. It's about $3,500, uh, But about $3,500, yeah. right. So um, the, the bottom line is if you have medical expenses, you had out-of-pocket medical expenses of $5,000, well, Everything over and above the 3500 is a deductible expense. Okay, now, if you're like seniors who have fairly significant medical expenses for long-term care, which are, you know, your, your insurance is not going to pay for long-term care. So you've had care providers in your home or you, 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 uh, a family member had to go to assisted living or nursing care. Your medical expenses might be thirty, forty, fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars, and so you're going to have a huge medical deduction, uh, even if you haven't um, had to, um, you know, itemize before. Now's the time you itemize your income taxes, and and so uh, in this scenario, you're. Um, if you know you have this, this is a time you take your IRA because you know you have the big medical deduction. And guess what? You're going to get 100 cents on the dollar or almost 100 cents on the dollar with no increase in tax because of your medical deduction. Right. So when you have huge medical deductions, that's the time to make more, take more Draw out. of your IRA. But you have to plan again to factor in, okay, where's the line and how much can I take of my IRA without increasing my income tax? Okay. Well, planning, that's a word that comes up a lot when sure. we have this conversation, Bill. <laughs> and inheriting IRAs, there's a lot of planning that can go involved with that. When we come back more, this is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. News Radio 680 WPTF and Asset Protection Today. If you want to find Bill online, WGALaw.com, WGALaw.com. Uh, before we get, I want to get back to inherited IRAs, but before we do, 2017 
is bringing some big changes for you in your media outlet and your reaches. When's your TV show on? Well, it's on uh, Sunday mornings okay. at 8 o'clock on, uh, uh, on the CW. So it's uh, like real TV now. It's real TV. That's awesome. <clears throat> We're really uh, pleased with that, and I hope folks will tune in. And is it Money and Secrets? Is that right? Money Secrets. Money exactly. Secrets. Okay, but they're not going to be so, secret. You're actually going to tell people. Of course. Okay. Of course. And and so it's um, it's an offshoot of asset protection uh, today. Okay. Um, it talks a lot about issues in terms of asset protection and and uh, you know if, if folks um, uh, are getting ready for church and can't view it that sort of thing then hopefully they'll record it uh, and be able to watch it in different time Sunday morning 730 no eight o'clock no, eight o'clock eight oh, it's an even better time. it's a 30 minute show it's even better time sure okay. absolutely Good so enough. hope we'll uh, hope folks will tune that in all righty and of course we'll still be right here every Saturday morning at 11 o'clock That's right information uh, coming at you from all different directions sure. here so inheriting IRAs I know there's a bunch more to get to with that so where do we go next with this well okay again inherited IRAs are those that you leave your children or grandchildren. And I recommend frequently that folks consider leaving it to their grandchildren because under the current tax law, the grandchildren can, uh, uh, you know, they have a minimum required distribution, but it's it's just Very tiny small, right. uh, for many, 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 many years. And so uh, for those who have IRAs to leave their children and grandchildren, spread the wealth. Mm-hmm. You know, why not? But here's the asterisk. Congress may change Uh-oh. the rules. Now they're you, you not. You say that from time to time. Too. <clears throat> they're not looking at changing the rules for the the worker, the retiree, or the spouse. They're looking at changing the rules for inherited IRAs, the, those that you inherit from your your parent or grandparent. Now, what are they looking at doing? They're looking at no longer letting you stretch those IRAs, requiring you to pay the income taxes within five years of receipt. Now, that's a pretty big hit. They're saying, give, them, give us, us now, ours now, and, is what they're yeah, saying, essentially. And, and actually, from a public policy perspective, it's really bad. Now, I, you know, I know Congress loves to get their taxes, mm-hmm. uh, and it doesn't matter whether they're Republicans or Democrats. They love these the, to get their taxes. And this is uh, – uh, but for me, uh, my, one of my biggest concerns for families, particularly for our children and grandchildren, are their inability to have enough money in retirement – you know, the defined benefit plans have, have gone away. Now all you have are, are your IRAs and 401ks. And if Congress forces the tax on people, then it basically means that that Congress doesn't care about the ability to, to not run out of money. And to me, in 20, 30, 40 years, this is going to be a huge issue in this in this country because most folks do not they're not making enough money to put enough money back right. to live 20 to 30 years after they retire and most people will live 20 to 30 years after they retire which basically means duh most folks are going to run out of money and not i mean if they could preserve these inherited IRAs it makes uh, sense now you know, I'm not trying to uh, say this because financial advisors like the concept of stretch. The financial advisors like it because they make more money. You know, the more money they have under management, 
the more money the financial advisors make. So they've been loving stretch IRAs for, for years, years. But right. that's not my, my concern. My concern is whether people will actually have enough money to live on when they actually retire. And I, I think the retirement age will be 70, but I, I think it's going to be common for most people to live into their 90s. Uh, for the next generation and even longer than that in generations to come. So most people don't have adequate savings. You know, these inherited IRAs might be the most important asset that uh, a young person actually receives. So I'm hoping Congress does not do away with it. But uh, what Congress is looking at, and I would say to folks, this is the time to call your congressmen and your senators and start saying, you know, don't screw up these uh, these IRAs in terms of our, our children are going to need them. Our grandchildren are going to need these accounts to live on, and and they Congress may just wipe away the ability of, of folks to retire in the future because of inherited IRAs. And that's uh, what they're really looking at is requiring all the taxes to be paid on an inherited IRA within five years. Um, Instead of based on your life expectancy, that's a huge change. Um, who who would want that change besides besides you know, Congress? Besides no the one. Congress and well, the coffers the con- that the they're Congress looking to Congress wants it because they get more tax money right. now, as opposed to the tax money later. Um, you know, but from my perspective, they will get the money eventually. It's just that you know. Congress likes to see sources of money, and truthfully, if they change the rules, there'll be a period of five years where Congress is enriched, if you will, with a lot of extra taxes that'll pay, and then it'll peter out, you know, where that that windfall will go away, and then people will just pay it as they receive it. Well, then it would seem like the, the planning industry would try to figure out a new strategy because if their clients and their children are going to lose all that through taxes, would well, they still recommend that they go that route? Well, the, f- the fact of the matter is there are some strategies out there that are uh, helpful that we've talked about, but the bottom line is is that the retirement account r- route is um, one of the biggest and most important that people have, and, and it's used in combination with other things that you can do. Um, and so anyway, I, I, I would just warn folks that this is a change that may take place. There was a vote in a Senate subcommittee just recent. I'm talking about the United States Senate mm. recently, um, where it was unanimous to change the rule. Now, just one committee doesn't change the rule, but it also gives uh, an idea of the temperament of Congress looking for money. Sends a message, yeah. Uh, that uh, th- unless people you know, start communicating with their elected representatives immediately, uh, this may very well be one of the new laws that are passed in 2017 that people will not like at all. And it doesn't affect the the super, super wealthy. I mean, it does, but it affects mom and pops and you and me because that's typically the way that we save. Well, exactly. And and that's that's the problem. It, it's, it's a much larger burden on the middle class, middle class. Um, the working class right. people that, uh, you know. This is their only bucket. Well, it's, you know, in past years, people had defined, ben- they had pensions. Correct. That's a defined benefit plan. Almost all those have gone away. You know, there are a few left for the military and for civil servants. And even with civil servants, in a lot of states, that's gone away as well. 
And so it's sort of like you're on your own. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you have to save for it. You have to save for your retirement. And most folks are too optimistic about their uh, themselves and their ability to save uh, in the future. And you know, I'll start saving when I make more money, and then you never make more money. <laughs> you know, those kind of things. So sad though that this life preserver that that could get handed to you from your from your parents or your grandparents. Has got a hole poked in it all of a sudden. Well, it will if Congress changes if it goes the rules, that way. and okay. so that's um, that's just something for folks to understand, and it's a big issue. Okay, so government always after our best interests, right? <laughs> a break and yeah. back. This is asset protection today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio six eighty WPTF. News Radio 680 WPTF, Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. My name is Scott Fitzgerald. Thanks for being with us here today on this first, it is the first Saturday of the new year. And uh, we're talking inheritance and trusts and, uh, and IRAs. Now, let's put those together. How about an IRA and a trust? How would you work those two together in a sentence? Well, actually, we've been doing IRA trusts for years. Okay. And uh, so the first question is, why would you want to do one? Why would you want to do okay. that, Bill? Well, uh, under current law, I mean, the, and even if Congress changes the law, the primary reason to do an IRA trust is because you want to protect that asset in the hands of your children or grandchildren, and so that creditors cannot reach in. Now, under previous law, before the Supreme Court uh, got involved, then uh, inherited IRAs were generally protected assets, but the Supreme Court said no. Once you inherit an IRA, your children and grandchildren, if you declare bankruptcy, the bankruptcy trustee is going to get your IRA for the benefit of your creditors. Mm. Now, if you use a trust as the beneficiary, and and this is really important, the trust is created properly. Okay. You yeah. know, folks have to realize that that uh, all trusts are not alike. But you can create an irrevocable trust to be the beneficiary of your IRA and, under current law, get the stretch out that your financial advisors like your children and grandchildren to receive. Now, there are an awful lot of financial advisors that says, oh, no, don't use a trust because uh, you'll have the five-year rule. If you leave your IRA into a trust that's not properly uh, designed to receive IRA assets, then you're in the five-year rule where you have to pay all of the income taxes within five years. And so there are a lot of unsophisticated financial advisors out there who just think, well, any trust is going to have the five-year rule. Not true. A well-designed trust with um, the uh, right provisions in it can retain the stretch out provisions that people like to have for their children. So there are a lot of folk, a lot of parents who don't have confidence that their children will be able to manage mm. this large asset properly. Now, by manage it, I mean not lose it all, not blow lose it, on it you know, right. because they'll spend it, you know, they'll take it all in one lump sum or they won't invest it properly or they're just not good with money. 
you know, pick, take your pick. There right. are a lot of, or they have, or it may be that their children have creditor problems already. They're, you know, they've got too much credit card debt. They've got this. They've got that. They might, uh, you know, there are a lot of folks who are not unfortunate. You know, not fortunate. Uh, they've had their home foreclosed. They've had other creditor problems. And, um, and and so the parent knows this, and so you can create a trust so that uh, their children's creditors cannot reach in and take this uh, away from them. But it's designed for their benefit so that c- it can be distributed uh, to them uh, on a monthly basis or however the parent wants it distributed uh, in a business-like fashion. So the whole purpose of the trust is I mean it's one of the biggest reasons that we create trust is to protect our our spouse and our children and our grandchildren, uh, so that others you know can't take that asset that we've worked so hard for away from our spouse or children and grandchildren, and and that's that is I mean from my perspective it's one of the the leading reasons uh, why a trust plan can be so important to folks. And an IRA trust fits into that category of, of a very nice um, contract or agreement uh, that that uh, uh, gives folks asset protection and is really important to them. But if they take any distributions out, if the children take any distributions out of this IRA, then is it immediately accessible to creditors? Not, not really, because un- unless you have a debt that's garnishable, okay. and that's where they can take your income stream. And in North Carolina, there's very, very few debts that's garnishable. You know, now, the Internal Revenue Service that can they garnish. Are one of them. <laughs> They're the big one on the, the list. Department of Revenue can yeah. garnish. Uh, the uh, student loans uh, can garnish. Child Protective Services uh, and, or social services. Uh, yes, exactly. And for um, child support, right. can garnish. And that's about it. I don't think there's anything else in North Carolina where uh, your wages can or your income can actually be garnished. Um, so to the degree, and if it's and if it's done right, then uh, it's a discretionary distribution, and your your creditors wouldn't necessarily know if if and when you would ever get a distribution. So it'd be very Sneaky. very difficult like that. for a um, creditor to reach into a, tr- a discretionary trust that's that's designed properly. But. I'm guessing that building a trust like that, if you don't do it right, it's like building it with lattice as opposed to walls, where if you don't do it right, there are going to be holes in your in your strategies. That's correct. I mean, that's what good planning's all about, and it's it's just like uh, there are really good professionals out there, and then there are others that really don't understand how these rules work. Right. So, uh, but that's that's what makes our practice so much fun because these are the things that we do understand how to do it at WG Alexander and Associates, and. And for those folks who uh, want um, the good uh, legal advice as it relates to how to set these things up, we can do that at WG Alexander and Associates. So, okay. Is that usually one of the biggest questions people have is about is about trust? I mean, I know documents are usually first. Well, uh, you know, truthfully, uh, there are a lot of there are a lot of questions about a trust, but most people come into the office really not knowing what options are available to them. And that's, you know, once we have an opportunity to say, did you know about this? Or can you do this? Or you might want to, we'd recommend that you look at uh, this as an option for your family. 
Uh, most folks embrace it very quickly uh, because they had no no idea that they could do some of the things that we actually do. Okay. I know that we talk about insurance a lot when we come back. To wrap things up, can we talk about some little insurance tips that might make sense for people to save a little money throughout the year? Attorney Bill Alexander and Asset Protection Today, and this is News Radio 680 WPTF. News Radio 680 WPTF and Asset Protection today with Attorney Bill Alexander. And uh, Bill, some questions about insurance. I know a lot of people bought gifts, received gifts, mm-hmm. and they want to know, do I put the warranty on those? Extended warranty, that's insurance, right? Well, it is. And and frankly, for, for me, um, I don't like folks to buy insurance if they don't need it. And so just some really quick tidbits that a lot of folks know these uh, rules, but a lot of folks don't. Mm-hmm. And so uh, one question is do if i'm um you know if i'm flying to arizona and i need a rental car do i need rental insurance because that increases the price a whole lot and the bottom line is if you own a car and you are insured it's highly unlikely that you need the rental insurance from the car company um now on the other uh, hand if you go overseas if you're going into canada into mexico or in europe or pick a pick a place then it's highly likely that you do need the um, car insurance. But you just need to contact your insurance your, carrier your before carrier. you go right. because in, in a lot of places you do not need the additional car insurance, and you just need to know it because that really increases the price of your contract. Another one is is travel insurance. Right, I book a, book a, you a, book cruise, a cruise or whatever. Or something yeah. and, uh, again, it really depends. Um, oftentimes, it's it's helpful to have because you might get sick or there might be a family emergency where you have to cancel the trip and you've already put five or six thousand or ten thousand dollars up for this trip for your family. So uh, the travel insurance can can be uh, very uh, helpful to have. But if you're going to get it, you need to read the fine print. When when can you use it and for what purposes? And does that speak to you or not? Mm-hmm. And then there are some credit cards that provide free travel insurance if you book your trip through that card. credit card. Okay. So you might look at that as an option, as a free option, uh, to get the same type of, of coverage. And so um, a, a big one is extended warranties. You, yeah. know, you buy a new TV, you buy a, a washer, dryer, whatever, and they always want to sell you the extended warranty. And the bottom line is, is that for almost everything, extended warranties are a bad deal. Okay. And so I never take them. Uh, now, for those folks who can't sleep at night, uh, <laughs> then okay. Uh-huh. But you're probably wasting your money on extended warranties for just about anything. And there are also scams out there for extended warranties for your automobile as well. Right. But extended warranties, uh, be very judicious about them because they're generally a really bad deal. Money money down a hole that you can't reach down into. Breaking back, and then we'll uh, put a bow on the first one of the year. Asset Protection Today on News Radio 680 WPTF.
News Radio 680 WPTF and Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. And I'm Scott Fitzgerald. And where'd the time go? I know. it always It's so much fun. Yeah. I love it. Uh, well, well, Scott, uh, to end up, it's sort of like this. For those who've made resolutions, keep keep on track. You know, that's important. Uh, contact your congressman and senator and tell them to not not change the rules on inherited IRAs. Yeah. That's important to your children and grandchildren. Um, and, uh, you know, income tax planning can be really important, and that's something that we can help with at WG Alexander & Associates. So I hope uh, folks will come see us. Yeah, and uh, if I could pass along a resolution for folks to give some consideration to this year, live life without fear. Absolutely. That's a good one to, to, to track on to. So, Bill, as always, thank you again. Hope to see you again next week. I hope so, too, Scott. All righty, on News Radio 680, WPTF.